Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of Anime Tour Bus. It's me, your non-expert Eric, and who's that sitting right next to me? Well, that's you, listener. What's up, listener? Listener, you need to trim your nails. You got coke nails going on. That's right! I'm still talking about The Legend of Zelda game, Tears of the Kingdom. Mesker and I were talking about it directly before. I'm not giving it up. It's great. It's glorious. My goal is to become in-game as powerful as M.A.S.H. makes me feel in the anime. So you're going to get all the Korok seeds? I am going to be the Gorok Master. I think that's what he does to train, right? He's lifting weights and eating Gorok seeds. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, cre cream Puffs? Cream Puffs are just Gorok seeds to him. He's just collected them all. It's like Pokemon for him. Mesker... Have you ever had a cream puff? No, I've had a croquembouche. Bless you. Uh, so I haven't, I haven't had a cream puff, and at this point, I feel like I'm missing out on something. I' good at cooking. Like I can make really, I can make really good crepes. That's one thing about me. I'm always the crepe man. I, I'm the master of crepes um however uh i i feel like the legend of zelda uh tears of the kingdom and breath of the wild cumulatively told me how to cook a bunch of stuff just take the ingredients people throw it into a pot and that's how you that's how you do it you know that's just how you do it i mean um, i don't see anything wrong with what you just said yeah that's just the science you want to get yourself a, a perfectly like burger you want to grill a nice burger it will take meat salt throw it into a big pot i mean you're not wrong and um you can't tell me gordon ramsay that um that i'm wrong i mean he can you just wouldn't listen yep <laughs> he'd be yelling at me i'd be like you are so rude and then meanwhile I'm like throwing the stuff in the pot in front of him. He would try and put the bread around your face to do the idiot sandwich thing, and you would just be like trying to like eat it as he's doing it, being like, out stupid you!" Uh, <laughs> or I bring my own bread to bear. <laughs> then we're just holding bread to each other's ears. Don't you look stupid? <laughs> <laughs> you just you do it to him and you just go twinning <laughs> oh i love that yeah um so anyways uh besides me and, and gordon ramsay holding each other's buns uh <laughs> uh metzger we gotta talk about cream puffs today i've never made them they look pretty good Maybe we need to try some at this yeah. point. That's your, you why, track those down. Why am I talking about cream puffs? Because it's the only joke in Mashal. Well, first off, it's not the only joke. Sometimes he's using tricep magic. But uh, Metzger, uh, in Harry Potter land, except Mashal, how do, how do they choose... Oh, that's right. I literally... That was, that was a pretty decent gag, and I'm really looking forward to it. But you jumped too far ahead again. Because well, where did we leave off? All right, Metzger. Why don't you go ahead and give me a synopsis then? We pick up at the field day. 
we finish our field day agenda. We kick someone's ass. We get a scorpion star head plate thing. I don't remember what they're called. And then we learn some dormitory politics. Um. So our our boy, who uh, not Mash, uh, the guy who believes that he's the main character, he um. I say he has main character syndrome. So he he gets into a challenge with Malfoy, for lack of a better way to say it. Uh, and Malfoy says, "Hey, I'm gonna." That's hit- Malfoy. I mean, I, I would not say that that's Malfoy. It's a Malfoy. How about that? I it one is one of random, the Malfoy clans. It is random shonen antagonist of the week. Okay, so random Slytherin comes in and he's like, "Hey, I'll leave this girl alone if you let me hit you five times and you can survive. And also, I'll give you a, I'll give you a silver coin if you do that." And um. He's like, <laughs> okay. And he says, I'll even take mashes for him. And this boy is uh, is a double liner. He's very powerful. And he's a little bit psycho. And also the girl is clearly like part of the Slytherin clan. He uh, got two gold coins in his first year. He reminds us a couple times. Um... He's, he's not even just reminding then, us. He's trying to remind himself. He's like, Rem- remember, you're better. You're better than this. First, fuck up. he says it intimidatingly. And then he says it as like a source of emotional comfort in what can only be described as the worst moments of his life. Yeah, he's pretty sure he's going to die. Yeah. Um, but you're jumping ahead again, Metzger. Um our main character syndrome guy says, oh, hey, I can do that. And then gets the fuck beat out of him. Um, well, yeah, like what's that attack called? Iron Fist or something? Yeah. And just it's an literally entire... just mountains coming out of the dirt into his gut. Yeah. Uh, and so he gets the shit beat out of him. He's barely standing, barely alive, honestly. Um, doing that thing that they do in animes that we've watched where they just suddenly spit blood. Um, yeah, that very, happens a lot. Very dramatic ways. Um, I was trying to figure out like what that would be. Like, obviously that's internal damage, but the, the projected blood like that, I think you're damaging like the stomach lining and stuff. That's the only way, unless you're like, fucking up the lungs so bad that you're bleeding into your lungs that bad. But at that point, like, you've got, like, oh, man. Bigger That's, issues going on? Yeah, you're gonna die. You need immediate hospital surgery time. The guy takes his ten licks, thinks that he's made it, goes to claim his reward or whatever, and then passes out. And the other guy's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually kill you? Is that what he did? He's like, you're you're pathetic. No, I mean, he's he's over here like, ha ha ha, girl was on my side the whole time. And the girl was like, oh, my God. And and uh, she she was like, you are surprisingly pathetic. And um, then Mash gets pissed. Mash gets, uh, Mash gets upset. And then he's like, all right, my turn. 
Um, he takes the hero damage, you know, the one point of damage that the hero has to take. Uh, and in this case, the little cut on the cheek. Yeah. Usually it's a bullet through the shoulder or something similar, but they're still able to use that shoulder. They just kind of wrap it up and stuff like that and move on. But like enough to let you know that the hero is in like a little bit of danger. Feel like they're, they're not invincible, but, uh, yeah, our, uh, he, our boy takes like one, what can only be described as one HP of damage. Um, and then punches through rocks using tricep magic. Um, and then just like punches the dude square in the face so hard that his face forms a concave angle. See, now I know where that blood comes from. Yeah, that's reasonable. Dude took a big hit to the face. That blood's coming from everywhere. And then he it's- takes a second hit to the gut, and the dude's like, if I take one more hit, I'm gonna die. And I've been there. We've been there, right? If you eat, I haven't. If you eat Subway, I've been there. Oh, is it that? Is it that kind of hit? Is it a drug hit? It's like, oh man, might. No, I was making a joke about how Subway gives everyone food poisoning because they don't handle their refrigerated products appropriately. That's a very spicy take. Uh, it's one also supported by multiple health departments. Uh, so yeah, but it's not a. You wouldn't. Okay, you you've worked restaurant, so you know that the burden falls on the individual store and the individual employees of each shift. As someone who knows a guy who currently works at the health department, that guy has told me in confidence that it is the overall like corporate structure of their storage system namely like how they lay out the stuff so they can have quick access to it for sandwich prep um that is fundamentally flawed it's an engineering problem not an individual handling problem well as a governing agency shouldn't this confidant of yours regularly shuts down the subway Okay, I was like, we would need to have access to like subway training materials on how they are supposed to handle their cold prep before we could make those sorts of allegations. They make me my my tummy hurt all the time. I stop going to them because they bad, bad for Eric's tummy. Doesn't matter if it's the one in the Walmart or the one on the main street. I mean, it would it totally depends on. A lot of factors. Our Slytherin boy is looking like he just ate like at least two Subway sandwiches, right? I have never had a problem with a Subway sandwich. I mean, I don't eat them anymore, and it's because I just think that they're not worth the money. All I'm saying is, if we look at the science, you eat too many Subway sandwiches, you become a pedophile. That's all that I'm saying. Okay, that's not what that was either. You really are going to need to like slow your roll today. I'm after you, sub. Come get me. And <laughs> yeah, we have absolutely no proof for any of what we're talking about. Uh, so anyways, m- my boy is not looking good over on the Slytherin side. 
Uh, and Mash has taken his like complimenter. His his cut started uh stopped bleeding immediately. Like it, I guess he Wolverine healed it. Like it's still there, invisible, but it's like you know. I don't think it was a deep enough cut to like really bleed that much. Just you broke know. the capillaries for sure. Uh, so anyways, um, then the girl comes in is like, oh my gosh, oh. Uh-huh. And she starts crying and all that. And Mash does the very kind thing, wrapping his arms around her. And then clenching and then suplexing her. He's like, I believe in equality. And slams her head first into the ground, in which case she crumples. And it is the single funniest moment in the episode. Because I was like, but, but Mash is immune to women. The single funniest moment for me is actually the sorting hat situation. Okay. Because we get a look into his brain palace. I love that this unicorn is like, I have one job and I do it well. I've been doing it for hundreds of years. I've never made a mistake. I am a fine-tuned machine. (laughs) And then is presented with head full of empty. And by empty, I mean lounging in cream puffs. And I like how he just starts dishing out cream puff facts. That, for me, was the best bit of it. Well, yeah, he's having to, like, go through a lot right now. Can you imagine that? Like, he's never in his entire existence seen something like this, and he's been doing this for centuries. It's not like he can call, like, a higher up and be like, uh, what should I do about this, boss? He's gotta, he's gotta come up with something. He's gotta... Which so then he has to do the moral, I guess it's not a moral, but he has to do a debate with himself of um, how does one quantify cream puffs? No, like, like which house has the cream puff lovers? And then he's now made, I guess, a new decision that all cream puff lovers go to Gryffindor. At least if you love them to this extent, like yeah. if it's your personality, if your personality is cream puff. You are, a, a, what is it, an Adler? In uh, The Good Place, they talk about how every every action is rated on a moral scale. And there's rarely any new actions that come up. Like any time that somebody, you know, uh, hits a rock into a frog, there's they, gain, they lose like negative 50 points or whatever. And then if you like, you know, die in the positive, you, you go to a good place, die in the negative, you go to a bad place. Um, and then he said, we do have a department that handles new stuff, but nine out of 10 new things are sex related. And it's just different things being put up people's butts. Um, and uh, that shouldn't be new things though, because that's just sodomy. No, but like, if you put like, I don't know, like an octopus up your butt, that's never been done before. And that's a crime. Oh, it has been done before. No, like that maybe the first time it was done, it was surprising to them. But then like maybe the octopus is attached to like, you know, um, a handful of, I don't know, baseball bats on each of its tentacles. I don't know, just something weird. They have to put a moral number to that. I Um, imagine an octopus would like a butthole, though. It could get out if it wanted to. We both know that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, it was never in any danger. Um, I feel it would be more uncomfortable for the butthole. Uh, so, so with that being said, 
we clearly have a guy who's trying to deal with uh, how does one quantify a new new thing, and clearly not a. I don't think I don't think Mash is is fucking cream puffs, right? That's out there. That's rule 34. That's out there, right? I I don't think canonically he has any interest. As it, he would probably view it as a waste of a cream puff. And calories. Um, <laughs> Fucking Eric's just declared MASH celibate because those actions would result in a, a calorie deficit. Yeah, lost calories. Uh... So, and I mean, that's that's interesting, right? We haven't seen him express interest in like romantic, like women or dudes, like romantic interests in general. Um, so, so that's kind of weird, right? So he gets put into Gryffindor, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot that happened." And it's all done as like a back thing, a backfill. That's hilarious. Um, he then, gets some words of wisdom from a, a classmate telling him, don't be alone because you have a gold coin and the uh, Lang, the Slytherin equivalent, is really looking for these coins. So don't be alone. Don't make yourself a target. And, and so uh, he instantly does that. Yeah, gets lost looking for his class, cannot decide if the, the door is push-pull again. And walks into a very secret meeting. Where um, one of the Malfoys gets turned into a doll. And um, Mash reasonably says, do you know that you're playing with a doll? (laughs) Yeah, do do you realize that you're talking to a doll? And he's like, "Uh, thank you for that assessment. Um, I love the gag of like, oh, we're having a secret underground meeting that no one can. And then the the main character just walks into it like, oh, sorry. Holding the fucking door. (laughs) What an accidental flex. Uh, You know what's also an accidental flex? The fact that we have a website. Oh, in these times, in this economy. Oh, you ought to check that out while it's still around. Hey, why don't you check that out? It's me and weboo.wordpress.com. You know what else we have in this economy is a, a Twitter. That's right. While it still exists pre-apocalypse. Okay, that one is a fair assessment. While Twitter still while Twitter still exists. Yeah, while it exists, uh Check it out, uh, anime underscore bus, and Instagram's gonna be around forever until TikTok, like, I don't know, eats it? What does the internet do? I just imagine they're like a big amoebas just going around trying to eat each other, like, oh, I'm not big enough just yet, and then it like, I don't know, eats Bebo and MySpace and like other small nutrient-rich items. Uh, Do you think MySpace is ever gonna have a comeback? The only thing that was happening on MySpace was people coming on other people's backs. Uh, Metzger, they can check us out at Instagram at, uh, at Anime Tour Bus. Hey, check us out. Interact with us. Have a good time. If you do, we might talk about it because we love you. We love you so, so much. 
I love you so much. Thanks for listening, honestly. Um, and you know what else they can listen to? That's right, it's Science Snacks. It's my podcast about the latest and greatest in science. Check it out wherever you find podcasts. Uh, you know what else they can listen to? Us talk about the the hell hell's hell's escape alliance. Hell's paradise. Hell's paradise. Thank you. I thought you were making a joke, and I was like, I don't get it. Good thing of the word. What's the joke? Hell. Sugar apple hell helly tail. Simply spiked lemonade. <laughs> that. Um, Metzger, can you give me a synopsis of what happened this episode? Oh my god, no, I can't. Oh, fuck what? Oh yeah, that dude. Um, the dude that gets his torso bitch slapped out is not gonna make it. We take down <laughs> what I want to call a child actor. Yep. And uh, then we see some censorship. Regrettably. Um, Metzger, can I talk to you? I I find these anime to be like real good and like thought first off i fucking love our animes this season let me start with that between mash between hell's paradise i like very much enjoy our anime um i think that like hell's paradise gives me more to chew on a little bit more meat on the bone they're building to something i'm over here like wondering about like the morality of fighting a like overtly powerful toddler hungry wants play it kills parents and also village yeah how did they get this guy into captivity i mean he can bitch slap torsos they maybe just fed him place some food on the ground and stuff i do like him as a kid just like eh He's literally doing palm heels on rocks, just training as a kid. That rules. I eat, I train. I eat, I train. I want you to try and figure it out before we get there. They will eventually mention it, but I'd like for you to try and start working your way there as much as you can. They're building towards a principle. Like, they're demonstrating and and giving you visual representation of a certain principle. And that's what the entire anime is essentially about. One time I told Principal Murley that, um, because he told me, hey, you shouldn't uh, park in the teacher's lot. And I'm like, you should label the teacher's lot because I, this was my first time driving to school, didn't know that it was the teacher's lot because there's no sign. And he's like, well, I still have to give you a detention because I give everyone detentions for that. And I said, but that's not fair. How was I supposed to know? How was I supposed to follow this rule if there's never any rule posted for it? There's no there's no sign. And he gets frustrated because I am making what one might say is very good points. Um, Yeah. How can you follow the rules if the rules are not outlined? And he just like sighs and he goes, can I be frank with you? And I said, 
if it's okay with Frank. That makes me feel like the story's made up now. <laughs> no, I 100% said that. And I think I got the detention because of that line. Well, at least that was something you now earned the detention for. Absolutely. Um, but honestly, I think, like, I was still a good fucking line. And also, he had no right. Like, the sign was never posted. Honestly, I all the time think about, like, going back and uh, giving him an invoice for whatever my hourly wage is now times two hours that I had for detention that day and be like, hey, you owe me this. Yeah, I think they're just going to call that time served. No, I'm going to I'm going to demand it back. Um, so that's that's the overarching principle that I had. Um, but I just want you to be thinking about that from now on. They do. It takes both of them. They have to work as a team, even though Gabimaru tells Sagiri to run. Sagiri doesn't really want to leave Torso Dude, even though he is totally a lost cause. I mean, here's an interesting uh, uh, thing for, I guess, us to talk about. Who's the main character? If you had to choose one of the two, it's, I think, clearly the girl, right? I, I think that there are some titles in this world that don't have a main character they have a main cast and you're seeing what is a male and what is a female protagonist i think if we had to choose one by which the story is centered around i would say and the one by which is i guess the audience proxy because the audience would like to be Gabby Morrow, this like ultimate, like super powerful person. But realistically, the audience knows like I am an emotionally connected person, not this like hollow man and things like that. Not this crazy assassin. Um, I think the audience would feel closer and more realistic to, to our girl, our female protagonist, than uh, than to our male protagonist. Well, a protagonist is the one that we are rooting for to succeed yeah obviously we have two i'm just saying that i think it's interesting and and our our girl makes like progress this time because she's like you know hey i uh i I have established a middle ground between having clear like structured logic and also kind of accepting my emotion that that i'm feeling about this thing and as long as they're in harmony and moving in the same direction i am in harmony I thought that was pretty interesting. You're like um, so close. <laughs> I thought I was doing pretty good. No, no, you are. But I'm telling you that it's like overall, there's like an overarching principle that can be applied to this that it's demonstrating. And you're so close to it. Is it like harmony of belief? Because, well, because we have like two different, we have Taoism and uh, what is it, Buddhism uh, that are being expressed on the island. And both of those are like completely opposite things. And our hollow man is like, you know, um, not actually hollow and cares very passionately and deeply. So is it about like this, like opposing I don't know, wills opposing centers 
and trying to find a way with which to to marry them and combine them in a meaningful way. And and what philosophical concept would that be? Dualism? No. I was going to say that's like body and and spirit or you know mind separate from body. I don't know, Metzger. Parasitism? Symbiosis? I think I, I don't know how to help you. That's fine. We'll get there eventually. Okay. Um, Mesker, so we fight a toddler man. Yes. If I mean, you... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So, go ahead. If you are a person that has no like conscious awareness of the harm that you are causing and is acting only as a child might but with the strength and power of of like a, a goliath and are actively causing harm to others is taking action against you um justified yes yes why wouldn't it be is extreme violence even to the point of of killing justified it's it's an appropriate act for uh an appropriate response to an act, right? Like you don't overreact. You don't underreact. I would say that it would be gross negligence to let this person continue yeah. to run loose in society, despite I... what issues they might be facing or whatever their cognitive processes might be. It would be negligence to allow them to continue as though like a wild boar were loose in a hospital i yeah who thought that was a good idea yeah um so metzger i think for sure i i also am curious about the question how do they ever capture this person um and much less like send them to an island and like have them make it all the way to the island without killing everyone on board and, and all these other questions and things like that. Thinking it just involves a bunch of food. Yeah, keep them keep them happy. But yeah. they already said like, oh, he, when he, he eats, he strikes. He eats, he strikes. Uh, did he just keep eating the whole way? I, th I think he would. I think he would just continue to eat. Like as long as he's got food, I think he's fine. Okay, well... Um, I thought it was a, a genuinely interesting question. I, I would definitely equate it to like, you know, almost like an animalistic kind of thing of like, especially in this self-defense situation, like you can't reason with the person. It's just, you have to protect yourself. Yeah. I definitely think when it comes to self-defense that we don't always have to overthink things. Yeah. Um, now, I do think that sometimes people perceive self-defense a little bit differently, and that's how we get into some very sticky situations, like when you perceive violence. Yeah. But I don't think there's any way to misinterpret. This guy walked up behind you guys in the woods and bitch-slapped your friend's torso out of their body and then started throwing a tree at you. Like, there's not a lot of room for interpretation for that. Have you ever said to yourself, all right, I'm in combat. I need to judge this person's strength. And then they ripped a tree out of the ground. You're like, hmm. <laughs> uh, I do really appreciate the female ninja. 
To which Gabi Maru calls out to her and is like, hey, you need to you need to put in your half of the work. To which she then takes kunai and claps them together and goes, Ganbare, Gabi Maru. Yeah, she's cheering him on and she's like, I'm more on the kind of intel yeah, side she's, of things. She's I'm more of a liaison. Um, and she's got her like chonky boy pinned up to the, the thing. And she seems to have some insight on Chonky Boy. Yeah, they seem to be very attached. Um, so so with that, we uh, we obviously defeat the uh, the uh, big guy by working together, finding our our center selves, uniting these like two opposing belief systems inside of you, and finding a middle path, um, and finding balance. And uh, we then you know, wander through the forest, you know, circle around these big monster guys and uh, find our way to an abandoned village where there might be old mage men. Meanwhile, our uh, animalistic guy and his brother, an animalistic guy is literally drinking arm blood from a monster, which is yeah, and then practice. complains about how it's not filling. Ugh. And then... They're they're doing their thing. They come across um, two naked girls making out on top of like a weird structure. Yeah, and that's why I hate censors because the nipple was the breaking point. Everyone knows. You know, I'm I'm at this point. I uh I'm I've adjusted to censorship in such a way to where I recently looked down and saw my own nipple and thought it was a bug or something. You thought your own nipple was a bug. No, of course not. It was supposed to be a stupid joke. You okay. I just wanted <laughs> clarity because I wasn't sure if it was a joke or you were you just supposed to out. run with it. <laughs> Metzger, if your nipple was a bug, what kind of bug would it be? Oh, oh, now I'm uncomfortable. Would it be like a brown recluse? Would okay, it so be... we are counting spiders as bugs? Yeah, obviously. Because I didn't say insect, I said bugs. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Would it be more of a moth? It would definitely be some type of spider. I was going to say, I got spidey nips. <laughs> <laughs> My spidey nips are tingling. <laughs> Oh, that's very good. Um, so yeah, I I think like we all recognize that a boob isn't a boob without the nip, right? I think no. everybody here. No, that's not true. That's not that's not true because I have seen men go stupid for cleavage. I think that that's weird. I'm here the, actually. The cleavage was enough. I am here in full support, actually, of underboob. I'm an underboob supporter. <laughs> no, we be... can't make that one in the outro. <laughs> let me let me be your underboob support. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't someone know. who supports your underboob like Addison <laughs> supports President Hudson. That's pretty good. Uh, so yeah, we get some lead up to essentially our most sensual characters yet. Um, Metzger, that's it. I'm really excited for the next episode. Oh, exactly. Same, same.
<laughs> Master, do you have any finishing thoughts? No, no, man. I'm done here. All right. With that, listener, uh, it seems we're coming up to the stop. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for, you know, just, just kind of sticking with us, hanging, hanging out. We know that the anime community uh, can sometimes be... Uh, a mix of people of all different varying types and stuff. And we hope that we bring a little bit of light into your uh, your day. A mix of an expert in anime and a non-expert. We hope that you've had a great time today. We hope that you get to try a cream puff this week. We hope that your spidey nips are tingling. We hope that you had a fun time. And also check out Science Snacks. Again, interact with us on our social media And until next time. Bye. Bye.